we decided to start looking for a warehouse because there's so many warehouses in Tulsa. It seemed like there's got to be a place that we can get. And so we looked around. Is it like a Rust Belt situation where like they used yeah. to all be active? Yeah. And actually, like there's still a lot of active, like, I mean, way less than there was. Like there's these huge, we just shot a, a video in this giant steel factory that hasn't been working since they built downtown because they essentially built this warehouse to start churning out steel and build downtown and then it's just been sitting there our place who knows what it was originally but the people before us were making hot tubs and and, uh and countertops because we found we, we made stages in our place because they have all these big tables where they were making just sheets of of whatever that material is. When you um and go look at it for the first time, do you get like the full history or are you slowly sort of discovering these things as you we, go? We walk in and it's a total mess and it was completely perfect. We were like, we'll take it. Like <laughs> it know? was like abandoned with all the shit Yeah, they it? left all the stuff and they bailed they quit paying they i think the company went bankrupt and they just bailed and so the people that own the building um just left all the stuff in there and i think they probably figured somebody would come in have something to say about the environment and then they would change it but we loved it (laughs) so we said can we what are you doing with all the stuff and they said well nothing and we said perfect we'll we'll, we'll take it (laughs) i'm I'm like i'm imagining this like like 80s movie montage of like of you guys cleaning and decking it out like it's such like growing up, though, was such the dream, right? Of just like oh, someday yeah. moving into some like giant warehouse or like yeah. moving into the Ghostbusters firehouse or something. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. It was the Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters like show up to uh, to check out that firehouse, yeah. you know, and it's in it's completely wrecked, and they're like, "We love it. We'll take it." That's the same same thing that happened to us. Um, and so our our friend Mark, who is in our, I don't know if you've seen our video for, we put out a double video for mm-hmm. uh, uh, two songs from our record. He ends up being the main character, but he's a buddy of ours and he was kept hanging out with us and he was like, we got to wash this place. This place is unhealthy because they, when they make the material using the resin and all that stuff to make the tubs, there's all this excess powder that's just everywhere. Um, so you had already been there for a while. Yeah, we loved it. We're like, this powder is amazing. Like, uh, texturally, it's everything we want. You <laughs> this know? Is, and we, uh, this death powder on yeah, the walls is yeah, amazing. Yeah, we loved it. We're like, uh, I don't want to get rid of it yet, you know? And then finally one day he's like, this is it. That's it. Like, I'm, we're going to get a power washer and we're going to start, like, we power washed the whole thing. He did, actually. Like, he, he was like a... a it was like he pulled out a scalpel, you know. He was like, <laughs> it's like Michelangelo. Yeah, it was an artistic um, expression yeah. from him, and he power washed the whole thing, and then we went and got like a clear sealant and just sealed up everything. So anything that was left there would get stuck to the wall. Why did you need a such a big space? Because where we where we live, there's tons of big spaces. The place we're at now, it's like it's in between a a place that's 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 like an ironworks company. Yeah. They're melting the place, and then the the place to the other side of us is um, sandblasting, and so they're making tons of noise. And then the people behind us is this giant place called Port City, and they're making some t- they're doing some type of steel work, and uh, everybody's making noise over there. So 
it ended up, and we didn't even think about that part of it. But as we were there and we started thinking like, are we being too loud or whatever? And everybody around us reassured us that we could be as loud as we want. Yeah, you found the perfect situation to make yeah. a lot of noise. Yeah, it's zoned commercial heavy. So, I mean, it functions primarily as a practice space? Yeah, we can kind of do anything there. We can, yeah. We've shot videos in there. We've recorded in there. Nathan, who you just met here, he's a painter. So he has like a little, he's got a pretty good size section zoned off, zoned Nathan. The Nathan zone. Uh, Nathan zone. And then there's these areas out back that were slowly, that were just kind of like dilapidated and the roof's off and it feels great. So we kind of have a courtyard. We might even greenhouse that. You know, it's almost like a uh, like a factory situation, right? I mean, it's yeah. like having like a, like a commune or something. You guys just yeah, it feels like I think in my mind I've always wanted to like work at a factory, and yeah. so like being able to work at a factory, but not well, have I meant the to, factory. Like, I meant clock the in factory, like uh, like either um, you know Andy Warhol or oh, like yeah. uh, uh, Manchester, you know, like mm -hmm. just like a big it's Those like clubs. a communal space, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we found it and it was like really cheap and so we had it was almost like we had we couldn't do anything about it we had to rent it you know mm. and um we've been there 3 years and we love it What's the um I was going to say what's the scene like is there a scene in Tulsa Yeah 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 Tulsa's got it's got all everything really in in general terms it has like there's garage rock there's there's garage rock bands that are coming out of there this band Planet What they tour a lot and they're kind of like kind of that garage world sometimes bad at genres but then there's like a lot of singer songwriter there's country there's like some sure. yeah. some jazz stuff yeah. um there's and and i'm friends with like all of the all these different worlds all intermingle and we're all buddies and you know nathan will play drums and like uh any one of our friends bands uh there's always something going on at any given night is it a case because it's less like obviously it's less dense in terms of populace than it is like here but it's yeah. also less dense in, in terms of like just the sheer number of artists and bands that everybody's sort of helping each other out yeah yeah and um it's you know it's like more affordable there yeah. you can get away with with really being taking your art like uh further uh than you could if you had to work several jobs and for better or worse who knows maybe taking your art too far as maybe it, maybe I need a couple jobs before, <laughs> before yeah. I like I'm given the reins to do whatever I want but we are given that freedom I've been out here for got probably like 15 years at this point I'm jealous of the sort of ability to take your time with with things yeah 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 you you got all the time in the world <laughs> closest I've ever been to Tulsa was I spent two days in Oklahoma City okay yeah which, yeah which um what are your thoughts on Oklahoma City I like Oklahoma City. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm a Tulsa boy because I grew up in a small college town in between the two cities, but my family's all from Tulsa, so I was always going to Tulsa. So I'm more a Tulsa person than any than than an Oklahoma City person. I got a lot of friends in Oklahoma City, and there's good stuff going on there too. So the reason I was out there, I was I was out there to interview Wayne Coyne. Uh -huh. Which yeah, is yeah. like one of like, yeah, you know, one of like five reasons you go to Oklahoma City from from New York. Absolutely, um, and it was a fun. It was funny because we we were doing a a video show, so we went. Uh, we hired a couple of people locally, just just to like like freelance video people, and we walk in, and they're like, "Hi, Wayne." He's like, "Hi," and it, like if you're they there, like other. yeah, if you do. Um, freelance video in Oklahoma City you're like you're either you know when you yeah you're either there to do like 
do the flaming lips or everything like basically everything else is religious stuff yeah oh yeah yeah there's a lot of that going on i mean there's there's like people we work with they'll do stuff for churches because they'll pay you um more than we would that's interesting I, i love that you went there for that that's like that's a good way to see Oklahoma City is through Wayne's eyes. Did you feel growing up like you were, I don't know, different? That you were kind of like a, you know, freaky rock and roll music dude? Yeah, I've always been uncomfortable with being being a little bit different. And I, earlier, I feel like I came to a place where I realized where I could pinpoint maybe why that was. Yeah. Like, why why am I okay be, with being different? And I, I wish I could remember what that was. <laughs> it was like, oh, it's that. And now I can't remember it. Was it a good place, though, to be to kind of explore some of those things? I mean, yeah. obviously things have changed in the last, like, you know, 10, 15 years with the Internet and everything else. But Yeah, then the Internet's brought everything closer. Because, like, growing up, I had cousins on the West Coast, and they would get stuff before we would. So we would go visit them and come back with vans. You know, nobody had vans. And then the Internet comes along, and everybody can get them uh, just as fast stuff. Music comes out everywhere at the same time, you know, as far as like in the small world, the bigger the scale gets, that stuff was getting pushed out. I'm sure at the same time, a record store would get the same records at the same time as the other stores. But on the small scale, like in in our world where we're on like the level that we're at, it helps us having the Internet because everybody gets it at the same time. So that gap is closed for sure. There's a cultural there's still a cultural gap, you know, between the middle of the country and then and then the uh, the coast for sure. But some of that is maybe prideful because like we're not going to change. Yeah. I'm okay with that, like a, a, to an extent, if as long as it's about certain things, you know, maybe the way you're cooking food or whatever. I don't know. I think it's important for us to be there because it's good to keep in communication with people. I think it's good to like not necessarily isolate uh, all the all the. Uh, certain types of people in one place and yeah. then everybody else is here the fact that we're there we uh you know we 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 know people that that uh go up and down the spectrum socially politically romantically there's probably sort of like an understanding in in a situation like that where once you get to a certain level that you're gonna just like pack up and move right i mean that's, yeah. that's just like how things have sort of traditionally gone i mean yeah. you know flaming lips obviously are a very kind of rare example of things working otherwise. yeah they, they stayed home and um for me staying home it's like when we're gone and traveling all i want to do is go home i don't want to go to los angeles or new york or chicago or austin i want to go to tulsa (laughs) you guys were touring a lot for a while there i mean you were you you toured for like a year straight at one point yeah yeah we've had some long long trips so what point does it really occur to you that this is something that you could actually really pursue as a as a life probably like the first time anybody responded positively to us doing anything, yeah. it was like, oh, we could do it. Let's do it. And um, it it probably takes that type of mindset in a way to just like continue doing something that um, that really there's no end in sight. You know? literally, literally the first time somebody was like, this isn't terrible. You're like, all right. All right. We got it. Let's it go. Forever now. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you needed. Yeah. How long has the band actually been going for? We've been a band since our first record came out in... 2013 or 2012. Okay. I mean, I guess it doesn't feel like it long ago, but actually, that's a, I know, isn't that weird? Like, I, yeah. I saw something that said 2008, and I was like, oh, yeah, that was like a couple yeah. years ago. And it's 
10 years ago now. It seems like the last couple of years have really, things have really started to pick up for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all just like, keep going. I think the main thing is rather than, you know, making sure, like worrying about quickness, it's more about just like continuing and keeping on the on whichever path you're on. When you're kind of in the middle of it, do you have any way of really contextualizing that? I mean, you know, like I, I can tell you like, oh yeah, you guys really sort of came across my radar in the last couple of years. And it seems to me like the trajectory has really ramped up recently. Does it feel like that from the inside? There's been different moments throughout our, like even early on, it was like when we played a, we played a couple. Our first show was in the house that like me and one of the other guys lived in. All of our friends came, <laughs> and they were like, what? <laughs> you know, we're like, hmm. Well, we already got this other show booked, so we might as well do that. And so Wait, we, what, is, what, what does what mean in this case? <laughs> what, what does that reaction mean? What the it, fuck is this Yeah, thing? nobody was expecting us to, to be Broncho, I guess. They yeah. had no idea what, what it was, because we're all doing multiple different things at that point. Um, in different bands, it sounded different than, than really what, what this band sounds like. Was this more sort of straightforward or? No, this was more just real wild. Like we came from from just a different world. Like I, I did some singer songwriter stuff. Okay. Uh, You're and doing then, like almost like folky stuff. Not totally folky, but like I had I, I did stuff like that. And then I did, uh, I played in a band called Starlight Mints. Poppy like Beach Boys yeah, sort of stuff yeah, yeah. almost. And so, and then our first, and then started doing broncho and that was just like loud show wise anyway real loud short kind more of punky than punk. before yeah and i had done that when i was younger but then like I just, to do it to invite people to our house and just like crank everything way up and just be yelling uh was a made people go huh <laughs> they thought i was past this point in my life like i'd gotten yeah, some and, of that out of my system and i was having so much fun with it that i didn't even like yeah. i wasn't prepared for anybody to not get it but I think everybody, maybe that was a moment where everybody was like, oh, this is cool. I, yeah. I just don't know how to react to it. So from there, I was like, okay, cool. Let's just keep doing it. How does that happen? I mean, how, how do you sort of take an entirely different direction? Is it the matter of all these people coming together or is this kind of a conscious decision on your part? Yeah, I think I'm a, I'm, I have different personalities, like uh, songwriting wise. You, that, know, you have different itches you need to scratch. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like. Uh, I used to say I'm a schizophrenic writer, but I'm not sure if that's offensive to say anymore. So, but that's the way I feel. Uh, I can kind of be all over the map. But Broncho, all of our four records, they seem like they're coming from the same spirit. They're just like. Uh, a snapshot of where we are artistically during that span when we make the record so each record kind of has its own it's almost like its own era of the life of that character um the first record's like this one person and it's the same person he's like kind of maybe maybe meeting some new friends and makes a second record and then that person's like hanging out traveling meeting new people i love that this is like purely hypothetical but obviously <laughs> like this has to this is you and this is the band to some degree yeah it's like it's 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 probably 100 percent true yeah. and also uh it feels comical enough to say do you feel weird talking about that entirely in the first person of sort of describing that this hypothetical person as as you and as having lived your experiences sometimes it's the easiest way for me to 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 yeah. really talk about what's going on with us and then i feel like in some ways i still haven't fully i'm still uh, in 10 years i'll probably be able to explain more process of yeah i'm still processing yeah. and I'll be able to dissect what what I was thinking and what moved 
us to a different place on this record as opposed to that. Obviously, you found success with this band, but are you somebody who needs to continually have other projects on the back burner, work on other things and scratch those other itches at the same time? Or is this scratching all of the necessary itches at the moment? Yeah, currently this is like perfect. I can I can do everything I need and, and, and feel good. There, there might be a I'm sure there'll be a time when I want to do something else. And there's things I'm interested. Like I, I write a lot, um, just like come up with stuff and, and, and record it in some way, either just do voice memo or get it put down somewhere where I can come back to it if I need. I, I have done some scoring and uh, I've always loved listening to orchestral music and, and film scores. Last of the Mohicans is one of my favorites. <laughs> Uh, but I could see that somewhere in, in my trajectory, uh, at least like splashing down in that world for a minute and and still going this way. There's nothing like playing rock and roll, though, when it's just feeling right and you're with three people that make you feel good about it. Do you feel that sonically or aesthetically that there's a certain... That there's something that you need to hear to within the context of this band. I mean, obviously, it changes from record to record. You at least have an idea of what de- defines a, a Broncho record. Yeah. Honestly, I think it, as long as our songs don't get too long, we're okay. <laughs> so not too jammy is kind of... Yeah, like... it's like keep it in a, keep it tight, get in and get out. That's that's part yeah. of like the secret so far that to us is like getting in and out and just keep going. So who is the hypothetical person? Who Who is that person on this new record? I don't know that yet, but I could say that if we're talking about like uh, what what is the record talking about? Where's where are we coming from on it? Yeah, we're talking about this sort of like again relatively short life cycle of this person. Yeah. So what are the things that are informing? Right. So. I mean, coming out of the last record was kind of talking about, it almost seemed like it was dealing with uh, the the next progression of life where, where, where there's like more relationships going on, like, like, uh, like we talk about marriage at one point in a yeah. song. And, uh, and then maybe this is like the, okay, I'm, uh, we've, we've gone through that. And now we're just, we're talking about uh, maybe moving on to all the things that one has to deal with in an adult life. You're talking about like reality. Yeah, maybe this one's more reality based. <laughs> like being confronted with life. I mean, because there is, it's not a political record, but I mean, I, I guess that's yeah, another kind of form of confrontation yeah, not, with reality. Yeah, we're not necessarily being like um, trying to express any type of uh, view other than like, here's here's a record. We're, we're coming out of a time when a lot of things are being put out there of actions people have taken and a lot of them are pretty bad you know because the bad stuff gets the most coverage and we were going to name the record bad behavior and then we're going to name it coke because that that seemed to be the funnier title and then it seemed to be the more expensive title and so then we thought well caffeine free diet coke and it's like oh that's more that could be even more expensive are you trying to get sued is that the plan (laughs) yeah so then we're like all right bad behavior makes it sums up uh what's going on here but i like how ambiguous bad behavior the word bad is yeah because bad for us growing up became good you know it's like that's that's bad. That's bad. You're bad. You know. Michael Jackson really. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jackson like changed the yeah. word for everybody. Definitely for me. And so it, it gives us the ability to to be ambiguous in in what it is we're doing, what we're talking yeah. about. Like what's good to someone can be 
viewed as bad to a certain other person. So in some ways, this record's almost what we're titling it and what we're the image we're showing is like bad to a certain type of person. Cherries in a tongue is bad to like some people, and to us, it all looks good. <laughs> I read you somewhere talking about it, and insofar as like it is political at all, and insofar as it is a reaction to something sort of like broader external force, it seemed like the thing that really stuck with you was sort of the 24-hour cable news cycle. Oh, yeah. Like, in in a weird, roundabout way that that had an impact on the writing of this record. Yeah, it was all on, really, while I was in my down time moments of like okay i got some time to chill at home i'm really between gonna, tours I'm chill between hard. records yeah like we can't record right now studio's not open um we're not on tour i got enough money to get me through the month let's watch some news <laughs> you know so so your idea of like laying back and like chilling was to watch cnn yeah it was like the only channel i got on my apple tv and uh so it was like uh it was only live channel i could get and so i watched a lot of news yeah just you kind of take all that in and and at some point it it starts entertaining and then it's like oh shit might be fucked up here hold up a second i thought i was chilling shit seems fucked and then you you make a record and then you call it bad behavior and you look back and it's like it must must have been all that that time watching tv when you're writing these songs like how abstract are they to you i like to take time taking stuff in and and not really have to make a decision when i'm taking it in whether it is anything whether it's this or that or throw it in a category so this is like you like recording voice memos yeah it's like i I just want to take in the whole thing and not necessarily put it anywhere yet it's like i i feel like if i can just have it all in there and when the time's right and when i need to start like actually saying something on a song rather than like the mumble through the uh through the writing process through that process certain words will come out and it's probably based on you know stuff i've been taking in over the last few years and if it's funny enough uh then it and it sticks and it and it works and it makes sense with other stuff then then it stays and then through that it's like we start figuring out uh, a theme a theme for the the whole kind of the whole thing in general if it's funny enough are the songs like are the songs <laughs> funny to you yeah so that was like a very like joe pesci like goodfellas yeah i feel like all i'm ever trying to do is like write a joke yeah i i feel like some of my favorite songwriters are like my favorite some of my favorite comedian i feel like bob dylan tells a pretty good joke he might tell the best jokes when I mean, you have this downtime between tours between records and you're you're writing these songs the time sort of comes everybody comes together it's time to start working on the record in earnest at that point you start circling around this kind of broader idea of what defines the record this is a time where everything starts like collectively getting together and starts to make a little bit more sense i think the the main thing and and why it's hard to fully explain where we're coming from or maybe what we're trying to say we like to keep a very open mind as to the whole thing because part of it is like we just gotta get a record done and then you know and then the other part is like oh yeah we gotta finish some lyrics and through that it's like certain themes start coming out and it's like on this record in general like everything there's some songs that i had written a while back that didn't make the last couple of records and they just happen to like totally make sense with this batch of songs yeah. and this whole idea of of people behaving badly and so it was just the type of thing where it just 
worked and oh we got this song this song's about family values it's like um that one worked perfectly on 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 this weekend made total sense because it feels like we're talking about doing something bad although we never quite say what it is because we're not sure what we did because lots (laughs) of times it's like you're in trouble and you don't know why it's like i'm just being myself why am i in trouble it's that thing of your parents like telling you you're in trouble and you don't want to blurt out the first thing you think you're in trouble for yeah so you're like i don't know but i guess it's bad (laughs) you know it must be bad if, if i'm getting this much attention for it dealing with when you're like channeling cnn or maybe more indirectly this kind of like broader like the really horrible political climate obviously like these things are like very front of mind right why not approach them them more directly is it important to have music that people like regardless of where they're coming from can project their own ideas on yeah i like i like giving people room to to take so if someone's like, you know, all I want to do is listen to to a record. I yeah. want to listen to a rock record or whatever. I want to hear everything's shitty. Let me yeah. find some escapism or something. Yeah. So you you put in things that are going to be ambiguous enough that yeah. that the people that don't want it be preached to can relax, and the people that might catch something in a certain way that's like they were feeling the same thing, they might pull a message out of it they might be like oh yeah people have been doing that i know exactly what you're talking about yeah and i'm really bad at currently being able to tell you an example (laughs) specifically on the record but it is a i think it's a mixture of taking care of everybody's needs you know you don't want to be and in some ways we probably could be more marketable to one specific set of people if we were very blunt about exactly what it is we believe and what we're trying to express, uh, but I guess we're trying to bring people together, more different, diverse people, mm-hmm. and probably a huge part of that is being from where we're from and living in Oklahoma because it cuts a lot of people out if we're being like like strictly one way. But if we can be a little bit more open to the whole thing, it like brings people in and, and they might get a message out of it more and be like, oh, these guys aren't so bad. These guys seem like chill people. They might have different views than me, but these are nice guys. And The bigger you get, the more of these things you're going to have to do. And the more people are going to ask you the kind more, of more... You'll diff- have to explain yourself. Yeah. Do you find it difficult to well, do that? I like rollerblading around certain things, but I think I ha- it's easier for me now than it was in the beginning mm. because when we first started doing it, I had a I felt like I was I felt bad at it because I felt like I had to tell people exactly what I'm thinking. And lots of the times, oh, you've moved away from that. Yeah, because I I'm, I'm not sure what I'm thinking all the time. I'm I'm keeping my mind open to sure. to a lot of uh, possibilities and scenarios. I have some very core things that I believe in. Like I think you know politically, I'm very progressive. Yeah. Uh, I'm all for um, everybody getting... Just treating the, human beings with a base level of ex- decency. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, everybody should be treated fairly, and everybody should be able to do what it is they want to do as long as they're not, like, hurting somebody else. Yeah. And then people can say, well, it hurts me that that you are that someone's homosexual and then it's like well that i'm not sure. talking about that yeah that's something different you're not because, talking about hurting feelings yeah i'm not <laughs> talking about hurting feelings i'm talking about like really doing harm to somebody and 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 don't do that you know like don't harm somebody just it's almost more about uh leading by example yeah. rather than really trying to put a statement out there and in some ways I, our our thing could could benefit from really just having like a certain things to say and everybody knows this and that, but that's just not really the type of people that we are. Do you find though the sort of the switch from 
what you're doing before, you know, be it more singer songwriting or the stuff with the Starlight Mints to something that is like in the base of it. I mean, there's definitely a, a punk element to it that that affords you the ability to be more cathartic through music to, to sort of release some of that tension. Yeah. And, and say something. You're not Billy Bragg and you're not like, you know, Joe Strum or whatever, but just getting up on stage and playing a loud rock show, there's base level of catharsis in that. I think what we are emitting is emotion more than really trying to make a point vocally because I mean, the truth is we grew up in a great, easy place to grow up. Um, we all had parents that were very loving. They have been supportive of all the stuff that we wanted to do. Um, that's why we're like here playing a show and we put up records and, and nobody was really forcing anything on me. Your parents were cool with you just going and being a rock star? Oh, yeah. They <laughs> they they hoped that, you know? <laughs> really? Yeah, my parents are... I'm the youngest too, but mm-hmm. they were... They yeah. were just as cool with my brothers doing that i mean i they might have a different take on on stuff because i'm not them but for me from my standpoint they were very supportive of us in the arts and and everything they wanted us to be well-rounded we um you know we'd play little league and then my mom would make sure that we were in like boys choir Mm. or in theater or something so we had to do everything and so i got a i got i got a taste of a lot of stuff and so if if there's anything that we're really trying to push, it's just like it's an emotion. Seems like people that get into us, uh, that's what they're getting out of it is is some type of emotional release that that we help emit. And in some ways, I think that we're emotional self help rock. You know, that's probably our genre, our subgenre. There you go. That was Ryan Lindsay of Broncho recorded that at Elsewhere in Brooklyn, obviously during the sound check. Very fun conversation with him. They are one of my favorite recent bands. In fact, they put out one of my favorite records of 2018. Highly recommend you check them out. Start with Bad Behavior. Their latest record is as good a place to start as any. Thanks so much to him for taking the time. Thanks to Hector at Chromatic for helping to set up that conversation. Thanks to you guys as always for listening to the program. If you like the show, there are a number of ways to support us. You can rate and review us on iTunes, Google podcast we're on spotify and youtube now like us on facebook if you have any feedback it's rylcast at gmail.com follow us on tumblr that's rylcast.tumblr.com that's the first and best place to get all of your riyl related information and that's about all we got for this week so stick around because we are going to be back just about this time next week with another episode of riyl